How are we doing, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Burger Pal Collective. Today we've got week six, uh, looking ahead at line spreads, player props, everything to get you in the mood for this weekend's football and to make your best bets and get in there with some wins. Uh, Bigger Pole Collective, of course, brought to you by an association with uh, Black Swan Bets. Uh, get on there. It's a great tipping site. I've been using them all year. My bank account could not be bigger at the moment. Uh, we're looking at some awesome plays in the EPL this week. We're going to be throwing up our best bets for the NFL, and they've already made me a lot of money on the NRL. So wherever you are in the world, get onto Black Swap Bets. They'll give you all the best lines, and they're really going to give you some money. Uh, here we go. Let's get straight into it. Oh, of course, I'm Caveman. This is Seppo. Say hello to the folks, Seppo. What's up, people? And we're going to be bringing it straight to you. So, game one this week on my sheet, I have the Texans at the Titans. Um we're looking ahead here, so give you a wee bit of history to start off on this game. Of course, divisional game. Uh, since 2015, when the extra point got moved back, Houston is 6-4. and four. Not too much of an advantage, but 9 out of those 10 games coming under 51 points. Um, this week, mm-hmm. the spread is at 53.5 currently. So if you're following the history, there's some really good uh Good value there. Um, Titans will be coming off a short week. Now, not too much of a short week because when you work it out, it is still about six days. So it is like playing a Monday night football game going into Sunday. And they they did do really well on that uh, on that game there. How did you find the game against the Bills there, Sepo? Yeah, yeah. I, I was very impressed with them. I think this line should be a bit higher. I think it should be around five or six of uh, Romeo Cornell is not a good head football coach. He never was. He certainly won't be when he's 72. Uh, so definitely like Tennessee in this game. Uh, it is a bit high. I have yet at 53 and a half. Uh, the Titans could score 38, 40 themselves. I don't think they will. Uh, divisional game usually stays pretty close, even with this year's higher scoring numbers. Uh, so one thing I did like last week from the Texans is they got back into that play action. They did about twice as many play action passes as they had done in the previous regime under Bill O'Brien there. If they continue this and they stick with the play action, I really like Duke Johnson uh, for a few receiving overs there. Um, he's a guy who hasn't been used as much this year, but if you look back at the last three or four years, he is one of the best receiving backs in the league. Um, so I really like them to get him more involved this week, and he could be someone that could really push through and get a few yards for us. Yeah, it uh, will be interesting to see which roles change with the coaching change, uh, how that all works itself out. Uh, will, will, will definitely be interesting. Um, if we look at the Titans, um, I really like both Jonu Smith and Derek Henry to have good games this week. Henry, uh, I had a good bet last week, Henry under 100 yards. Um, that came in quite easy. 
but then that was more of the timeshare. Uh, this year, I think it's uh, Evans, was it? The, the other back with them. Um, he's not going to be playing. He got moved on to IR after a pretty big hit there. So I expect him to really take control of this game. Again, he's sitting at about 105 yards, 105 and a half. So that's a little too high for me to jump on. But I do expect them to have a good game. Um, I did see somewhere someone had a stat up for uh, or an option for Henry to get over 20 fantasy points. Uh, I think that one could be could be a way to go. You know, I think he is going to have a good fantasy week. That's uh, uh, that's an interesting bet. I, I like those kinds of bets. I'd, I'd get in yeah. on, on that action. Um, the other one, Johnny Smith. Um, I think he should be able to take advantage of the McKinney injury. Um, he's he's been one of the best tight ends this year. He had a wee bit of a down week. He was just more there to move the chains, but I expect him to get back into the end zone this week. So him to go over, I think it's about 45 yards for him. And mm. even to get a touchdown seems pretty good for Johnny Smith there. Yeah, I've uh, I've got Johnny Smith all the way down at 42 and a half. So I'll be, nice. I'll be doing a SGM on that and probably the Brandon Cooks under 59 and a half. Uh, I like that. Cornell might go a little less three wide. Keep it keep it nice and close. Uh, I only don't like the little fuller under because it could just be gone in one reception. Uh, but Cooks as well with the injury history, he could take, you know, one one knock and he's out half the game. It's interesting you say about those two unders because I, I looked at them both and thought, well, no, I'm, I'm going to stay away from these. But I do like one, and that is Randall Cobb over three and a half receptions. Um, mm. He burnt me last week. He had a great matchup last week, couldn't take advantage of it. The ball went to Cooks instead. Uh, this week, I, I don't want to touch his yards. I think he's at about 40 yards, uh, which he could easily go over. Uh, but over three and a half receptions seems really good. Yeah. Uh, he's got a great, great matchup in the slot there. Um, uh, I think he can really take advantage of it. Obviously, last week, Cole Beasley, uh, he, he hit for both of us there. And going over that four and a half receptions, got four of them in that one drive. After being quiet for that first half, uh, that, that that one was a great bet, and I think the the Texans are really going to look at what he did, and they'll be able to move forward on Randall Cobb this week. Yeah, yeah, for for sure, I definitely like that that Cobb uh, over uh, rough matchup last week. It it happens, but yeah, I, I I don't know if I like it as much as I liked Beasley last week, but definitely in in the in the conversation. All right. So moving on, the next game here, we have the Ravens at the Eagles. Now, these teams have played five times against each other in the history. It could not be more even going two, two, and one. Uh, the all four out of five of those games have been separated by five points or less. It's always been a tight game between these two teams with the only outlier being 2008, we have a Donovan McNabb gets benched for Kevin Kolb game, (laughs) 36-7 to the Ravens, with a combined QBR, 
a combined QBR on the Philadelphia side of the ball of 28.5. Ed Reed had a hundred and something or 106, 107 yard interception return that I'll remember. Yeah, I think it was 107. Uh, by the way, the Eagles made the conference championship that week, that year. <laughs> that was a strange year, man. That was a very, very strange football year. Yeah, I was looking at the research and I was how how did they make this? How how did this even happen? Bro, it's hey, Andy it Reed, man, Andy Reid's a genius. He's always been a genius. Absolutely. Now, when we have a look at here, so the Eagles started out at plus seven, plus seven and a half, all the way out to plus nine and a half now. You have to go that yeah. way. Can't go the other way. It's not fair. I know, right? And we're looking at total of 46 and a half. Um, I'm leaning the over on that total. I think that is a wee bit low. Uh, let me just, oh, it's up to 47 and a half now. So it is. Okay. The, the consensus is if, moving that total up. Yeah, I, I got 46 here, luckily. I don't think I'll bet it, but I do like it. Uh, I think this is similar to the Chiefs bet earlier in the year where I will tell all you good people that the plus nine and a half is a good bet, but I will not be making it or picking it myself because it's against my religion. So if we look at a few players here, Mark Andrews, I think, is set for a huge game. Um, I got on the over three and a half receptions. I think it's just mental. Um, the Eagles have given up four or more receptions to tight end, well, to the top tight ends uh, every single game this year, except versus the Bengals. Um, where this is a game game after CJ Uzama got injured and Drew Sample was there or thereabouts after he had a good game against the Browns. I think I was actually on Drew Sample that week in my DFS and he did absolutely nothing for me, but I still won on that that team. Uh, We have 48.5, I think, has been blown out to about 52.5 yards receiving for Mark Andrews. Now, he's had around the 50 yards uh, almost every game this year. He scored five touchdowns, a 2-2 and a 1. So I do see him getting back into the end zone this year, uh, this week, sorry. Of course, the the Eagles gave up 181 yards to George Kittle and Mm the 49ers a couple of weeks ago. I don't see Andrews getting that kind of production. But I can see him being the focal point for this offense this week. Yeah, lots of interesting uh, totals in this game. Uh, I definitely like the receptions for Mark Andrews, three and a half. Even if it is $1.65, I I still like that, especially uh, in a multi if if you want to up some of these other ones a little bit. I mean, it's an easy win, right? It, it's it, it's a, it's about an eighty-five percent play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just just so value-wise, I mean, I, I never really like to give out too many tips on things that are below below dollar eighty, but uh, I think there's a bit of bit of an exception. Uh, I'm probably going to even put on some the four and a half, which is currently at two eighteen. Uh, as I can't see anyone on their team that can cover him for any length of time. Um, some 
other ones I have here. So if you take out Kansas City, Lamar Jackson is 21-1 and one straight up since taking over as the starting role for Baltimore, Ooh. Uh, which is pretty amazing, to be honest. Yeah. Now, Jackson hasn't been as great on his feet this year. Um, I don't know if that's if last season was more of an aberration, him running so much, and he's coming back down to the mean, or if he just hasn't got going. I do see him getting back going against this Eagles team, especially with that pass rush. He's going to be darting around a wee bit more, finding the gaps. Uh, he's sitting at 49 and a half. Yeah, I got 48. That, that's total. a great point, Ray. Uh, so, yeah, Lamar Jackson over 49 and a half seems like a pretty solid bet there. Mm. Um, I mean, he's going to be moving anyway, so he may as well t- go and take a few yards. When you look at it like this, for him, that's only about four runs. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's only four four runs, and it's you know it takes him about a second and a half, two seconds to pick up that first down. Yeah. So, it, it, it seems pretty straightforward for him. You don't, you just need a few of those plays to happen. They don't take much time to actually all add up seconds wise. But uh, I don't like too much of betting too many QB rushing yards. I've, I've had too many bad beats of, oh, this is looking great, especially in Super Bowls or, or in the playoffs where there's not much to bet on. And, you know. Yeah, we took a we took a loss there last week on Ryan Fitzpatrick over 18 and a half I'm, after he I'm had that he one run for run. 17. I'm got glad he ahead. didn't run again. Yeah, got ahead by two, three touchdowns and could just hand the ball off and short throws, there you go. It, it would it would have made me so bad if he made me so mad if he took a bootleg and ran for five yards and we had the had the over and then at the end of the game Neil. Yeah, which he did. Um I think he did come back down a couple of yards. He ended up on about fifteen. Um, Give it to your backup quarterback for the Neil for my fantasy team, please. And for my backs. Uh, Give it to RG three. Yeah. He can handle the ball. Now, there is one other bit here I have been keeping an eye on. So, the Ravens have tended to slow the ball down a lot in the second half and play the clock. So, instead of looking at that over 46.5, over 47, uh, we could look at the Ravens over 13.5 in the first half. So... That one, you know, the Ravens do like to come out fast. They, they come out hot. Obviously, the Eagles gave up, was it 17 points to the Steelers last week? Yeah. And that was in a, a, a close enough affair. So Ravens over 13 and a half in the first half does seem like some value there. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one here, Willie Sneed in the slot uh, should get a pretty good matchup there. Um, I can see him. I, I don't think he's going to have Claypool numbers, but he can definitely, definitely do well in that position. Obviously, Jalen Mills is going to be playing on an edge again this week, which I think is brilliant. So whoever lines up against Jalen Mills, you know, it's annoying you can't do a lot of uh, 
uh, in-game prop bets. Yeah, yeah. I can see, yeah, I can see them moving Mills around a wee bit, but whoever lines up against Jalen Mills is going to get an over. They're going to get touchdowns, and they're going to absolutely flatten this guy. Um, oh, if it ends up being that? Marquise Brown, expect a massive game for Hollywood. Yeah, how how sad is that that so but the the other team it doesn't matter how good they are it matters that you're guarding them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that just reminds me of Josh Norman on on Tuesday night. Yeah, for for sure. Uh, I see Willie Sneed four dollars to score a touchdown. That's probably not high enough. I would I would rather have you know six or seven there. Uh, so so you're probably, probably looking at Mark Andrews at 2.1 for a touchdown as well. Yeah, and, I'd rather hit uh, the 2.1. Pretty rather... solid there. Um, obviously, he's the number one red zone target. Anything in that 5, 10 yards mark, you're looking at Mark Andrews, first, second, and third read. Yeah, oh, and, and he just gets so many looks, and... Lamar can either throw it to him or throw it out of the back of the end zone. There's not that interception risk uh, where you, you're throwing to a lot of these wide receivers in, in the end zone that if, if you throw it too far to the left or to the right, like uh, Matt Ryan did last week, uh, it's intercepted. But if you throw it too high, who cares? All right. So moving on there, the next game I have on my list is – the Falcons at the Mighty Vikings. Uh, so I'll start off, of course, with some history here. Uh, all time, the Vikings have a 20 to 11 edge um, head to head in this matchup. 4 and 0 in the last four games, and 7 and 4 since that horrific 1998 NFC Championship I'm glad game, you brought it up, which, not me. which we will not talk about. And two of those losses, two of those four losses since that game have been with Christian Ponder and the late <laughs> Tavares Jackson uh, as the quarterbacks there. If you so, had to pick between the two, who would you pick? Uh, I, I know my pick. I, I would go to Virus Jackson. Oh, every day. Um, every day. I hate Christian Pound so much as a quarterback. Yeah. I that didn't even like I didn't even like him when he got us to the playoffs. No, and I still can't believe that actually happened. How how good that team was around him that they dragged him to the playoffs. Yeah, Adrian Peterson. I mean, come on, man. It's Adrian Peterson. He almost still messed it up though. Yeah, well. <laughs> he's, he's he's almost messed it up a few times, especially this year for the Lions. Now, we've got minus four. It started off at uh, minus three, went out to minus four and a half. It's come back into minus four for the Vikings. I think there's a few three and a halves floating around as well. Yeah, would love I, a three and a half or, or a three. I love this spot. Now, what we have here... The Vikings don't like losing, especially, well, Mike Zimmer doesn't like losing. The Mike Zimmer Vikings really don't like losing, and what they really hate is losing in close games. Uh, since Zimmer started uh, coaching for the Vikings, any Vikings losses by six points or less, the next game they are 13-2 and two against the spread. 
there was a stat I released there in week three, it was, uh, when they were up against the Tennessee Titans uh, in the last 11 games where they lost away from home and then were playing at home the next week. They were 11-0 and against the spread in those games. They covered in that Titans game, which makes them 12-0 and against the spread in that, in that spot now. The numbers say the Vikings are going to win this game and they're most likely going to cover as well. I, I agree with both. Uh, I think it's quite interesting that the Vikings can play a good team last week and uh, really should have won the game uh, other than, you know, going against Russell Wilson and, and all that. And the Falcons were behind by more than the final score even said against the Panthers. And the Falcons are away. And Raheem Morris was a joke of a coach his first time around. And yes, he was young and he's maybe improved since since then, but he was absolutely horrific and got fired early for a reason. So I, I can't see him writing this ship. Atlanta defense is just absolutely horrific. Vikings defense has, has been getting better. Uh, the only thing that I have to say is Matty Ice, uh, he needs to start actually playing for his career. And the, the owner came out the other day and was saying, Hey, anyone's on the block here. We, we don't have a problem moving on from him if we need to. Um, if they do go to 0-6, you know, obviously they're going to be looking at a high draft pick. Uh, I have a great pick for them in the draft, and it's actually Jacob Fields. I think fits that would fit into that office really well. Um, he'll be more of a Mike Vick light, just with less running. Uh, the same kind of completion percentage. Uh, so Matty Ice could really come out. He does get Julio back this week, which is going to be a big help for him. Uh, that's why I am leaning over the points in this one. Yeah. Uh, we are 54 and a half, so I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout there this week. Um, the Falcons uh, receiving props are a wee bit high for me, both Ridley and Jones in the 70s. Russell Gage is in the 40s, I think 40.5. So he's the value um, in this matchup. And if we look at the Falcons, sorry, if we look at the Vikings, Thielen's a wee bit out of reach at 85 for me. Uh, Justin Jefferson at 67.5. I think it's a bit more of a risk just him being a rookie. Um, obviously, he had the down week last week, and I was I, I wasn't going near him last week either, um, just because of that that rookie up and down uh, kind of slate he could have. Um, but what I do like is a guy to get back in in the groove this week is Kyle Rudolph. Um, he's got a great wee matchup, and his receiving prop is at eighteen and a half yards. Yeah, that's so, low. Yeah, so. He's gone over that three times, I think, already this season, uh, never getting any more than two receptions in a game. Obviously, Irv Smith had a good game last week, but I can see them going back to Rudolph here this week, especially being at home. Um, you know, Rudolph's a, a, a favourite in Minnesota, so 18 and a half 
seemed quite good for him. And I'm getting into the end zone. Um, looks yeah. like a decent wee bet as well. If I have $4. Yeah. yeah, yeah, four to get into the end zone. That's, that's pretty good. I also like here uh, Kirk Cousins over 21 and a half completions. Uh, I don't think they're going to go for too many yards at some times, but uh, I, I definitely think he's going to actually be on, be on target against a, a really bad Atlanta secondary. Um, Alexander Madison now is a guy I just want to bring up. I, I think he's going to have a great game this week. Um, I can see the Vikings getting back into that ground game, even without Delvin Cook. I think he's going to be able to punish a poor uh, Falcons run defense. His yardage total is up in the 80s. Mm, uh, 82 and a half. Here. 82 and a half. That's a little high for a guy that is mostly unproven. I'm not saying he's not going to hit this because he's going to get every opportunity to do it, but I don't want to go that high on him. Um, I I wouldn't be so high on someone either that couldn't see the two-yard wide hole to the right of him and instead chose to run into his right guard. Exactly. Now, I do think he is going to score this week, unfortunately, at a a $1.44. There is absolutely no value there at all. Um, the, only, the only one I've seen lower than that recently was uh, Aaron Jones to score against the Falcons. I didn't know Alexander Madison was Priest Holmes. Yeah, that's uh, that's a wee bit too, too low there. Um, the Vikings rush defense has been getting better, but they're still not great. Todd Gurley over 58 and a half Rushing yards does That's seem like a value bet. I, I is, quite like that because he, he looked good last week. It's just the exactly themselves were terrible. Yeah, so 58 and a half does seem a wee bit low for Todd Gurley, so that could yeah, be something to jump that's on probably before SGM that moves up. That. Sorry, sorry, SGM with that and Kyle Rudolph. Uh, what were you saying? Uh, don't know, that's it. So Kyle Rudolph, 18 and a half, it was. Yeah, and that yeah, early. That seems great. I think Kelvin Ridley, 75. Julio Jones, 72. You know, those are just a wee bit too high. I'm staying away from both just because of recent injury. You don't know how they're going to look on the day. Ridley's been struggling to separate with with his injury. He'll probably come right in in a week or two, but who knows when that week is. Absolutely. Uh, So moving forward here. The next game up, I have the Browns at the Steelers. Now, this this matchup could not be more one-sided. <laughs> the two teams have played each other 41 times this century, since 2000. The Steelers are 34-6-1 during <laughs> that span, with only one loss coming at Pittsburgh. One. One, the last time the last time the Browns have beaten the Steelers was two thousand and four. Is two thousand four? I have no idea who the quarterback would have been. It could have been like Charlie Fry, Derek Anderson. Uh, 
because Tim Couch was gone by then. So I've got another great one here for you. The last time the Cleveland Browns were four and one, nineteen ninety four. Oh, who was the head coach? Belichick. Bill Belichick. Yeah. Who was the de- Who was the defensive coordinator? Oh. Defensive coordinator for Belichick. No idea. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Oh no! I should. I should have known that. I should have that that. Bill that. Belichick and Nick Saban. Yeah, because I was like, I can't think of any. Nineteen ninety-four. Uh, so I, I I figured out how the Browns actually beat the Steelers. It was a Jeff Garcia year. Jeff Garcia was still around and with Cleveland. All right. I don't even know Jeff Garcia. He's before my time, unfortunately. That is hilarious. He's he's just a random white running quarterback who did just enough to get by. There's a few of them going around at the moment. Yeah, he would have been uh, much better today. Think of think of a shorter better accuracy Baker Mayfield which sounds bad for someone who wasn't actually very good back in the day most of the time. Well, I mean, to be honest, I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. Neither. Um, Especially this week in this spot. I don't think Mayfield's going to have a good one. He's banged up. He's been missing practice all week. Um, He is still on the questionable list. Um, I think this game is going to be... You're going to have to check the inactives. Uh, an hour before this game plays, that's going to be the key for this one. There are a lot of players that are either banged up or are questionable coming in. Obviously, Odell Beckham Jr. has been away with an illness. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apparently, it's not COVID. We don't know what it is. He's leaking something from somewhere. (laughs) It could be anything. You never Um, know what that would be. Jarvis Landry hasn't been practicing this week. He's banged up. Um, obviously, Baker Mayfield. Let me see. I have the rest of the uh, injury David DeCastro yeah. for Pittsburgh. Uh, DeCastro uh, and Marquis Pouncey as well. Two guys on that offensive line. And um, you really want to keep an eye on that because that's going to see how James Connor goes this week if those guys are out. I uh, personally really like the, the over this week, uh, 51. I like it even better if you can get 50 and a half. Uh, Brown's defense is worse uh, every single week. Uh, They're picking up another injury every single week. I liked it even better when I got, I think it opened at 49 or 49 and a half. That would have been, I I didn't see it early enough. I I was focused on some some other bets first. Uh, I should have seen that if if it was that low. That's, that's, That's me not taking a good first game. There's the other injury I was thinking of. Oliver Vernon uh, has, has crept into the injury report, and he's got yeah, a really lot of defenders, though. And a lot, lot yeah. of defenders, a few old linemen can sometimes lead to an over with, you know, strip sacks and things like that. So, yeah, don't, don't mind old linemen missing uh, as long as it's not an elite old lineman. So, the Brown secondary has not been great this year. No, and Greedy um, Williams, yeah. that makes it worse. 
yeah, outside of Denzel Ward, there's not really a lot there. And Ward isn't playing as good as he has been over, well, mm. last season anyway. I thought he was um, good so, first week and then slip. Yeah. Uh, so that's why, you know, this one could definitely go the over. Uh, there was, obviously, Miles Garrett is playing lights out. He's the second best defender in the league at the moment. I have him at. Um, I have him sitting just behind Aaron Donald, who mm. is incredible. If if he keeps playing like this, there's no reason that he should not be winning Defensive Player a Year. Oh, um, I think if the Rams can keep it up, he won't win it. But I think he should get some votes for MVP if the Rams. I definitely think he should be getting some MVP votes. Twelve and four, thirteen and three, because it. It's too long of dominance to ignore it as not being a driver of their success. Um, now, another one, obviously, if we're talking the Steelers, we have to mention Chase Claypool. Uh, fantastic looking week last week. It looks like Johnson is going to be out again. Um, he came into practice, I think he practiced Wednesday and then set out Thursday or practiced Thursday, set out Friday. So it, it looks like he's not going to be back for this week, which puts Claypool into that starting lineup again. Um, I was actually really looking forward to Johnson coming back and then hitting a big under on Claypool mm. um, because he's, he wasn't going to get that same uh, attention as the number four wide receiver. He's at 61 and a half receiving yards. And in all honesty, I actually have him on the under again. Um, I, even I do too. I think, I think it's actually going to be him being a gadget player more next week and with, with a few of those rushes coming. Uh, exactly. I, I don't think it's going to be the receiving. He's a very, very raw receiver still, but I, I was still pissed when the Steelers got him because he's so athletic and just so big that – even if he doesn't get the opportunity, he could take one, as you can see, to, to the house. But I mean, if, I, I definitely like that under. If you look at it this way, you would almost always take an under 61 and a half on a receiver, uh, sorry, a rookie receiver, after mm. they have a big week. Oh, it's every it's very week. uncommon it's for rookies to string two together. Um, Jefferson did it um, early in the season. And they were surrounded by terrible games. Mm. Uh, so it's one just to keep an eye on. Um, I don't know if I can quite put my money down on it. You know, Big Ben could just be looking for him. But there's just as much chance of Big Ben looking for him as there is the Browns secondary wanting to shut him down and take him out of the game because mm. of that big play threat, mm. uh, which is why I like Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, I can't quite get there with his yards, but to score a touchdown, um, I think, is a great wee spot there. Um, the Browns haven't been that great against uh, opposition uh, slot receivers. Um, so I can see Smith-Schuster squeezing in and getting into the end zone this week. Yeah, two, 240 looks pretty tasty there for, for someone that's that big. I mean, Claypool's paying less than he is, that should not be happening just because of a one-week aberration. Absolutely. Um, on the Brown side, there's not a lot I can give you on the Brown side of the ball there. Obviously, question marks over Mayfield, over uh, 
Odell over Landry. I don't want to touch any of those. Uh, a lot of people are jumping on Kareem Hunt rushing stats, which I think is mad. I would never take a Kareem Hunt mm-hmm. stat versus the Steelers run defense, which yeah, is absolutely no. lights out. Not 60.5, no. No, the, the one that I do, don't mind is Austin Hooper. Uh, he had a, a really solid game last week against the Colts, and he'll be matching up against Terrell Edmonds. Now, I like Edmonds as a safety, but uh, versus Austin Hooper, that's a wee bit of a mismatch. Um, now, the only thing is Njoku is uh, floating around. I think he's come back off IR, and he should oh. be should be back into the mix. So just keep an eye on Njoku. Um, just in case he he robs a few of those targets away from Hooper. First week um, is usually slow though. Yeah, so that's that's the only thing. It, again, like it's out of all of these, I'm leaning over the fifty-one and Steelers minus three and a half. I think it's down to now. Yeah, yeah, three and a half. It started off at five and a half and down to three and a half. Uh, so with all the stats that say the Steelers love this matchup, just take the Steelers. For sure. I, I wouldn't like the Steelers at five and a half either. I think it's a, a lot smarter at three and a half, a lot closer to what it should have been in the beginning. You know, uh, if we I'll look at the three and a half. If you look at it like this as well, the Browns have just had two games where they've played brilliantly well actually they didn't play very well in that second half last week um, Mayfield looked horrific um, and that was what I was expecting him to do the whole game but they can't keep that up the the Browns offense can't keep playing at a high level you know it's it's a bad spot for them versus the Steelers this week and you know I, I can see it being closer to that uh 30-point drubbing that they had at the hands of the Ravens in week one, then it is mm-hmm. going to be the big one that they got over the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, for sure. So I, I, it might not actually uh, seem too bad to have uh, a Browns over... Okay. Next up here on my list, we have the Bengals at the Colts. So during the Peyton Manning era here, uh, the Colts were undefeated in this matchup. The Bengals never got the best of Manning. Since then, uh, since he he moved on to the Broncos and retired, uh, the the Bengals have a 4-2 and advantage uh, going up against the Colts with the two Bengals losses coming in the 2014 season where the Colts made the conference championship. Oh, yeah. So, you know, if you take that that big season out from the Colts, you know, we're looking at the Bengals with the advantage in this matchup. That's very interesting. it, It is. And, I mean, the Bengals, sure, they made the playoffs, what, four, five years, four years, was it, straight? Mm. Um, during during part of that time, but they weren't a particularly good team during that. 
I think that was more the fact that the rest of the AFC was lacking. Yeah. And they, they could squeeze by, you know, nine wins gets you to the playoffs, nine, ten wins. Especially uh, when your third place schedule is getting you there and your nine wins is getting your wild card spot two, three years in a row. Uh, so this game, we're currently sitting the Bengals plus eight. And the over-under is at 46 and a half. It has come down a wee bit. I think it opened 48 or 47 and a half. And it's, it's coming down. I oh, do lean towards would have been the, nice. Oh, yeah. I do lean towards the under um, big time in this game. Um, I don't think the Bengals are going to be as bad as they were last week. Uh, but the, this Colts defense is better than the Ravens defense. It's mm. just whether the injuries are going to be as big of a, an effect. Um, we don't expect Darius Leonard to be playing this week. Um, I think it's more the fact he has been coming back into training on a limited basis, but you would rather give him this week this week off. The Colts have the bye next week. Uh, give him that extra week there to recuperate and have him coming back strong uh, for week eight. Mm. Um, the other big injuries here, obviously, um, Autry um, looks to be banged up. Um, so he could be missing the game. And what do we see here? There's my injury I, I don't know about the red zone offense for either team in this game. Uh, some of the yardage totals might be pretty high. Uh, so with an SGM... Uh, that same game multi under with the total with some yardage overs uh, should look pretty good. Uh, Burrow only so, having six touchdowns this year so far. So here's one to consider for this week. We have two of the best kickers in the NFL this year with Blankenship and Bullock. Uh, so looking at some kicking props could be a way to go here. Um, kickers hey. usually sit around that seven and a half mark. Um, Blankenship's been kicking lights out. I think through the first four games, was it? Uh, out of three of those games, he had kicked more points than the opposition team had put up. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think he's going to be a great kicker in this league. Randy Bullock, of course, has been around for a long time. We know exactly how good he is. Um, so I think this is a great spot for a, a few kicking props. Um, uh, if you're doing single game DFS, I would probably put them both in the lineup and and run, mm. run two kickers in that because this great could end point. up being a, a 12 to 15 game. Yeah, yeah. Or, or you know, at worst, a 20 to 20 to 12 kind, kind of deal or anything. 20 to 9. Uh, I really, really love Blankenship, especially uh, this year. I think they're going to get a few more yards, yards, obviously, than the Bengals. Uh, I don't know if I'll take the Bengals again. I'm leaning that way, but they burned me last week and uh, earlier as well on that plus. Burrow's going to get the yards, but I, don't, I just don't think he's going to get the touchdown. Yeah, I think um, looking looking at that under is a much better bet than going for the the, the plus there. Mm -hmm. um, I am leaning the 
than the Bengals plus, but obviously their under is better. Um, now, where do we have here? So I like the to... uh, Burroughs yards over 248, uh, but I don't. I still don't like the points. Uh, same thing with T. Higgins. I like his 51.5 over. I think they're going to have to force him the ball a bit. Uh, Tyler Boyd, I don't see getting open as much. A bit of an under for him at 61.5. So I'm just trying to find here a total for the first half. Um, I think looking at a first half total under could be great. Um, As we have seen, Joe Burrow has been coming alive. Sorry? 23 and a half. 23 and a half. So, yeah, I, I think that's a great bet um, under 23 and a half. That's better than the 46 they had total. for the whole game. Yeah. Um, obviously, Joe Burrow loves coming alive late in games. Um, to be honest, if you wanted to get Joe Burrow working, I think the, he, he works so great on that no-huddle offense. Play the no-huddle offense from the start of the game. I you don't know? know if their head coach is that smart. He has not proven himself to be <laughs> I, I, I mean, he, you, you, you take advantage of the spots where that rookie quarterback can get if he's playing great in that. Even just throw the first uh, the, the first series out there, go no huddle offense, fully script it so that he knows exactly what's going to be happening. You know, it's going to be scripted anyway. Just go no huddle, no huddle, no huddle. And if he goes down and scores a touchdown, well then, hey, you may have opened the door for something huge here. Yeah, I I have a problem with it's just hard to do, and I'm lazy as a person. I don't want to do no no huddle. Let me catch my breath, yo. There's so much less no huddle in the NFL <laughs> nowadays. I don't know why it works all the time, and yet it's in the league less. There's even no fans, no fans to mess up with the snap count of the no huddle, and yet it hasn't spread. I don't understand. Um, another one that's not too bad of an option I'm seeing here, oh, I'd love it at 10.5, is under 9.5 total points in the first quarter. Uh, these teams can both be starting quite slow. They could be nil all going into the second quarter. Rivers' body takes a little bit of time to warm up, you know. Um, I think I do prefer the 23.5 on the first half bet. Yeah, I'd probably get the 23.5 instead just just in case some random stuff happens with, you know, 48 seconds left in the first quarter. Uh, Now, am I the only guy that is thinking Jacoby Brissett should be playing as the quarterback here? I I think... If Jacoby Brissett didn't get injured last year, people would be talking about that. But because he got injured last year and fell off quite a bit, no one's going to be talking about that uh, as well because Rivers might just show up at your front door and start talking trash to your face. Um, so I, I have a, a nice wee Bengals stat here. So and their last... 15 away games, the Bengals are 0-14-1. When they are an underdog in these games, so 13 times they've been an underdog in this in these games, mm-hmm. they are 10-2-1 covering the spread. 
So they always lose, but they're going to cover. But they generally always cover. <laughs> that is as much Bengals as you can get. Yeah, so that plus eight, you know, it's a lot of points for a team that really likes to cover on the road. Yeah, yeah, especially as you said, that backdoor cover with Burrow is is alive and, and well. He, he loves to come alive in the, in the second half uh, of these games. So uh, I don't think, once again, I'll be putting much on it unless it moves to, you know, nine. But at, at eight, it's pretty good. Uh, so a few player props here. I've got Joe Mixon. Um, it's not a great matchup. Let me start with that. But Joe Mixon has been a very underrated running back this season. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been looking really good. And it's not going to take much for him just to, you know, smash off, you know, one or two big plays. Uh, let me see what he's looking at here. 62 and a half. 62 and a half. You know, it's not particularly high. Um, so Joe yeah, Mixon quite low and a, a decent play. I do say, you know, the matchup isn't great. Um, it's just more of the fact that Mixon has been a very strong running back so far this year. He's a wee bit underrated there as well. Um, where we have Tyler Boyd um, in the slot. Um, the Colts have been terrible in the slot this year. Um, sure. That's where they've been giving up all their yardage. Um, last week, uh, obviously against the, the Browns, you know, the, the, they, they really got hammered there. Um, so 62 and a half for Tyler Boyd looks really good. Obviously, he's one of uh, Burrow's favorite targets. He's going to get the receptions. He's going to catch the ball. And in all honesty, he's looking been looking great this year. He, he really has. I, I didn't think about, yeah, how much the, the Colts have been burned in the slot. That's a, that's a good point. Uh, I just don't know how many yards the Colts are going to give up, but they got to give them up somewhere. Uh, Mixon and Boyd, I guess, on the over. I like the Higgins over better than the Boyd over, I guess, but, but not yeah. too much. Uh, so what, Higgins, 51 and a half. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, unfortunately, they're not giving us any AJ Green. Um, yeah, I see it nowhere at the moment. I would love to have taken the under on a few AJ Green reception props. Mm. Um, that that would have been absolute gold. Uh, unfortunately, Auden Tate is going to be out this game. If Tate was playing, um, I could actually see them not even starting AJ Green. Mm. Um, I think they're trying to trade him at the moment, uh, trying to get out from that contract. But, you know, Green looks done. Um, yeah. He hasn't yeah. found any type of chemistry with Joe Burrow. Mm. Uh, rookie rookie quarterbacks, they, they find that one or two guys at the, the start of the season and they hang on to them. And, yeah. you know, that's who they're going. And that's Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Mm, for sure. Uh, we are so moving on to the next game I have is the Lions at the Jags Uh, these two teams have met six times they're tied up at three all and the Lions are up 2-0 in the Matthew Stafford era Uh, these two teams both have horrific defences really bad especially the Jags really, really bad 
where we have they're both rated in the bottom 10 in the league in pass rush, run defense, and covering. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> the, 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 there's no good There's just nothing. There's just them. nothing for either team. I'm... I'm a little worried about the spread. So it's at three points at the moment. I'm worried about this whole game in general. I'm probably staying away. Yeah, I don't think I can find anything. There's, I, I don't mind a wee bit of um, Kenny Galladay and Lavishka Chenault, but uh, apart from actually betting on the game, uh, I didn't mind an over 52.5. That's jumped out to 54. Four and a half now. Yeah. That's, that's creeping a little too high for me. Two bad teams against each other. That high of a spread. I I cannot come near this. Minshew's so up and down. Uh, the Jags offense could be very good by the end of the year. Who knows? No DJ Chark. So many competing factors. Uh, I'm just staying out of it, to, to be honest. No. I mean, maybe a Chanel's over. Yeah, I lean towards the Lions, but I can't give them. I can't take three points on the road. Not no, with the it's Lions. Just too, so it's just too much for a bad team. In their last thirteen games, they are one and twelve on the road. And yeah, you you, up, you which, take that, and then you look at Matt Patricia's face on the road. That game, down 13 that game was earlier this season against the Cardinals, um, who we're going to find out over the next couple of weeks are not a good Cardinals team. And everyone's overrating them because they beat the 49ers week one. But Mm. we're also going to find out the 49ers are a really bad team this year. I can't even see them getting to 500. Um, the, The 49ers, I think, actually lose. Maybe they win one of their next seven games. Is the schedule uh, that bad? The, the schedule is horrific for them. Um, I'll just bring that up here. Uh, just save it, save it for when we when we go through. Yeah, I'll just bring it up just so I have it ready there. Now, that's the one thing with Detroit is I can't take them on the road. Uh, James Robinson, obviously rushing, receiving props. Um, it's been great this year. I think it's going to be another win on that this year as well. Um, but the the bookies are catching up to us on that. Yeah, they um, raised the I rushing all the way to 75 and a half. Yeah, that's a little high for me. Um, you know, considering we were getting 75 and a half total for them. Yeah. Um, Kenny Golladay, whoa, Kenny Golladay has jumped. I got on Kenny Golladay at 63 and a half receiving yards. And That's now at 73 and a half. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm I, glad I, wish, I, I, wish I, I jumped that. on that yesterday. Please, please send me that earlier. <laughs> you see crazy shit like that. Yeah, so Kenny Golladay, while 73 and a half, I don't really want to touch. If you were like me and got on the sixty-three and a half yesterday, that's that's a solid we we strike there. Mm. The viscous Chenault, I'm not seeing any no, odds on the book I'm at at the moment, but over receptions and probably over yards, um, especially if DJ Sharks out, um, Chenault is becoming one of the favourite targets there for Gardner Minshew, um, and I think he's a really great uh, wide receiver. 
I see him as the same way as Terry McLaurin was last year for the Washington mm. Redskins last year. Yep, I got that one right. <laughs> you, got, you got away with it. Well done. Yeah, I got away with that one because we're talking in the past tense. Exactly. They were Redskins. They are not Redskins, but they were. Um, there was another one I liked here. Oh, Jaguars total points under 26. 26. You know, that's. I'm not saying it's a great bet. And I'm probably not going to jump onto it, but mm. I think you know it's it, it could be worth a wee play there. Um, yeah. That Detroit Lions secondary is going to get better, whereas I don't think the Jaguars secondary is going to get any better this season. For, for sure, uh, I agree. You know, it's going to live or die on how much of a step CJ Henderson takes. I'm going to say die year one. Yeah, yeah, that that that. That's a strong shout as well. The only thing I worry about is them actually making all of their field goals and somehow getting to 27 points. Uh, but with who? Yeah, I, with, I, with, with what kicker, Seppo, with what kicker it hasn't are they mattered. making all these field goals? It hasn't mattered. They just seem to make them in Jacksonville. My God. No, they Hauschka missed. Two kick, kicks last week, two easy kicks as well. I might add they, that they actually destroyed them. their they, momentum they got, in that game. They got, um, they got someone I like. I can't remember his damn name. No, I'm I'm in Ireland. I'm I'm not going over to kick balls for Jacksonville. <laughs> oh, I got it's John. It was John Brown. I I've I've always enjoyed John Brown. Let me get on the on the on the John Brown bets. Because all right, well, Lambo, we'll see how it goes. Lambo was just amazing, and I like oh, Patrick Rosas, but then Rosas messed it up. So come on, let's go, John Brown. Well, there, there could be we, we could be looking back at the end of the season, going Jacksonville Jaguars went through more kickers than games this season. <laughs> that would be me if they could. Even 10 kickers would be like, what is going on? It's it's a wee bit... So they're mad. actually on five right now. Yeah, five kickers, five games. So it, it's it's looking pretty... <laughs> it's pretty even. You know, you're probably getting one to three odds on that. Have, have you attempted a field goal? You know, obviously not in a game, but like, have you tried to kick it through a post before? So I got a lot of these when I used to play soccer. Um, I would shoot for the goal. It would go over the top. I'd go, yay, field goal. <laughs> I, I'm, I just toe hack it, and I can make from about 28. But if I try to soccer style, like, no chance it's going anywhere straight. All right. Moving on anyway. The next game here is one of my favorite games for this week. And I never thought I would have said that at the start of the year. I thought this would be a game I could not even bear to watch. We've got the Bears uh, at the Panthers. Uh, 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 I agree. So, I love the Bears. Love the Bears. I, I can't go that far, uh, being a Vikings fan myself, but I, 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 I really like the Bears. I will not say that other word. 
Now, Chicago in the last 10 years is leading this matchup 5-1. to one. Um, So they, they've taken the, the edge off them. And that's including some pretty poor Chicago teams as well. You know, let's, mm. let's not forget this team has only really been good uh, the last kind of two years or so once that defense has got, got better. Before that, you had Jay Cutler and his merry men. Uh, that's that's so, a sad statement. So they're, they're not married men. I've, I've got one here. So in the last 18 years, there's been 25 times that a team has won three games in a row as underdogs, like the Panthers have. These ten, teams are 10 and 15 against the spread. And as a favorite in this spot, like the Panthers are, They've gone two and ten against Love the spread in that Love it. game. So great stat. You know, I like the game. You like the game. The stats like the game. Uh, I, I didn't think I would put anything on the beers this year, but I think I just might have to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would do the same if the Steelers were a great bet. I mean, you can. Do, it's just going against your own team is the hard thing. I, I'm, I'm fine with this morally for you as as well. The, the Panthers' defense is not going to keep up giving 20 point, point, points or less up. Uh, Quan Short's out. They're going to really start losing bodies up front. The Bears' uh, running back should be a lot better this week compared to going against that rough Tampa Bay run defense last week. So I for the running, the running backs here, um, I'm actually kind of conflicted going each way on the two running backs. So I have David Montgomery over yardage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was sitting at around 58. I don't know if that line has moved yet or not, uh, but he was at about 58 and a half rushing yards, uh, which I think was 62 was now. 62 now, yeah. I thought that was going to be a wee bit low for him. And Mike Davis, I'm on the under rushing Rushing yards, sorry. So 65 and a half on yeah. Mike Davis. And I like the under there. You've got to think Christian McCaffrey is starting to get close to a return. He may or may not play this week. If he does, obviously he will be on a snap count. But he could take some of those rushing stats away from Mike Davis. So I think that especially with McCaffrey banged up, they would rather use him on early downs and keep Davis in there um, on passing downs to get mm. a wee bit more um, coverage and get a wee bit more of his blocking. Um, so, you know, that's one thing to look into. Uh, Mike Davis under yards. Another one that I don't mind here is look into kicking props uh, for the Carolina Panthers. The Bears red zone defense has been lights out. Yeah, um, and Joe, Joey Sly has been legit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the I think the Bears have got one of the best red zone defense in the league. Um, they're, they're really forcing uh, teams into kicking the ball instead of going for touchdowns. Um, so I would definitely look into some Joey Sly props. I, and, I haven't been able to find it yet, but I would love to see Joey Sly field goals made from you know forty five plus. He's gonna he's gonna hit one. 
he's oh, he's, he's due for for a fifty pluser as as well. Uh, now, so when I say David Montgomery props, he isn't going as great as we'd hope, especially since Tarek Cohen was out. He's going at two point one yards per carry in the last two games. Uh, so obviously extremely low. Hard matchups. Get, hard matchups. Oh, hard matchups. You can't get much lower than that. But I really think they're going to get Foles back into the plate action game this yeah. week. Um, RPOs. That's gonna, yeah, that's going to open him up um, quite a lot. Um, also, I think that's going to open up some Alan Robinson. Um, I don't really like his stats. They are a wee bit too high for me. But... Another guy that we could be looking at opening up is Darnell Mooney. Um, he's been a favourite for um, he was a favourite for Trubisky. Uh, Foles is starting to to get used to him now. Um, over thirty seven and a half receiving yards seems like a week uh, a good week spot for Mooney there. Yeah, I um, who, who gets a positive matchup as well. I also don't mind. Uh, I haven't decided on which one I'm actually gonna gonna hit, but between Anthony Miller at four dollars, Cordero Patterson four fifty, or Mooney at five, uh, those that's some good value anytime touchdown scores in, in an SGM. Yeah, so it's interesting you say Cordero Patterson because. He looks great on special teams. I he mean, looks he looks fantastic. He looks like he's about to break one, man. Absolutely. Um, so far this season, my my best two kick returners are Patterson and Khalif Raymond for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Um, he 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 looks like he's going to break loose every single time he catches the ball. Um, so I, I can definitely see Patterson. Uh, if not scoring in the game, maybe sneaking through for a kick return, uh, at least sometime this season anyway. And mm. what what better a game than on the road against a Panthers team that, you know, it, it's a poor spot for them and I think they're going to be playing hungover football. Defense special teams at 750 isn't bad for them either uh, with, with Khalil Mack playing as he's capable, capable of. As of last week. Definitely. Uh, so the next game on the slate here, I have the Washington football team at the New York Giants. Uh, we're getting Washington at plus three. Um, I don't think the New York Giants should be giving up points to anyone. No. Um, they shouldn't be giving week. up points to Clemson. No. Um, that's why it's... I mean, let's be honest. The Giants have looked better the last couple of weeks. They're not as bad as the Jets. But... That's not saying I, I I really like this Washington pass rush. It is absolutely insane. The Giants' offensive line is horrific. I think Andrew Thomas could be one of the worst offensive linemen in the league so far this year. Very strange. You know, he has a touchdown, though, so hey, you have to give him that. <laughs> Yeah, they don't get paid as much for that as actually being competent at their job. Now, if we look history-wise, the history actually um, moves towards the Giants in this matchup. So since 2000, uh, the Giants have got a 28-12 to 12, uh, oh. advantage over Washington. And the Giants won both games last year. 
accounting for 50% of their season win rate. I specifically remember watching all of both games during during lockdown, and they were exciting, uh, I believe even overs, which was quite interesting. Now, there's, there's another weird stat here that, you know, does go against me, and it is uh, going for the Giants, but I do think I'll throw it out there anyway. So since 2000, Nine zero and five teams have been a favourite. Those teams have gone nine and on. Huh. Yeah. So that's so they're like, another... okay, now's our time. Yeah. So that, that's another wee thing to to consider there. Um, I, I mean, just I think do... Joe Judge is such a bad coach with so little talent around him that that's. I mean, it is very Adam Gase uh, like. It is. It is very Gase like. Um, now, where are we here? Daniel Jones. Let's talk Daniel Jones for a second. He's on pace for 16, 17 touchdowns. No, no, sorry, six or seven touchdowns. Six or seven, yeah, that sounds about right. Does he hasn't he scored a touchdown in his last four games. He got two in week one, and that's it for Daniel Jones. Last season, he scored six touchdowns at home, no more than one per game. Daniel Jones is a terrible quarterback. Uh, so let's go the Daniel Jones anytime touchdown score? No, no, please. No. <laughs> I, I actually have him more likely getting a touchdown. Actually, Daniel Jones anytime touchdown score yeah. isn't that bad because that's not him throwing touchdowns. That's him on his feet. And if he's going to score a touchdown, it's more than likely going to be on his feet than it is by throwing it with his arm. I really wish I could find, I mean, this is impossible, but if you can get some kind of better, okay, Daniel Jones to be part of a touchdown, but not him throwing the ball. So either him running or the other team scoring a touchdown because he fumbled or threw an interception. And saying that now, there's something that uh, from the, the Giants-Dallas game last week that, you know, obviously it was it was marred by that Dak Prescott injury. But no one's really talking about the Dak Prescott receiving touchdown. Yeah. You know, I thought he looked really good. And uh, he looked look great as a wide receiver. I mean, uh, not a, not anymore, but... In wheelchair football, for, for sure, but not, not anymore. Yeah, no touching, COVID. Um, so let's see here. Last week, Kyle Allen and Alex Smith got outplayed, both looked terrific because of Aaron Donald. Mm. Aaron Donald isn't playing this week. Yeah, no. He'd he's... probably like to because that Washington offensive line is horrible, but he, he has to play a different game. The, Although the Aaron Giants Donald could probably play... Is good, it's, it's good run stopping. It's not good pass rushing. No, absolutely not. There, there's not really anyone there that can get to the passer. Um. So last week we missed the under 22 and a half on the Giants because the Cowboys defense is terrible. I want to go back to that this week again and I want to go Giants. Uh, I, I had it as under 22 and a half. I think it's pushed to under 23. Oh, um, this please. Week. Especially, oh, if it could get to even 24, I'm going to be looking tomorrow if it jumps up to 24. I like that, that better than the Washington plus beat, to be honest. Absolutely. That that Washington defense is good. 
Uh, obviously, the the offense is quite terrible. Uh, there's another one I do like here is the total under 42.5. I think I prefer the Giants under, but if we were looking at this game last year, that would be in the 30s. We'd be looking oh. at about a 38-39 total. Um, so it's just because of the high scoring to start the season, which is coming back down. We are regressing to the mean. We're seeing a lot lower totals this week. Um, obviously, unders went, went crazy last week. Uh, we, we were on a lot of those unders, so that, that really helped. Um, but, yeah, I can see this total at 42.5, especially if it pushes it out to 43 at all. You know, the, the under would be a great bet. But as I say, Giants under is even better. Yeah, that's just so high. doesn't matter if they're at home. Even if they win, uh, they'll play it very safe. It's not like you're going to want Daniel Jones dropping back with a seven-point lead with six minutes left. You're, you're going to be handing the ball off there. Absolutely. Now, player props in this game, I'm not a huge fan because um, no, I do I'm think there's going to be – I mean, I'll make a pick, but I'm staying away pretty much. So, one, I can't even find um, any on it yet. Um, but I like uh, J.D. McKissick over receptions. Um, that could be a really strong play. He's been getting catches galore the last few weeks. Uh, the other one I am looking towards, the only value one I found was Devonta Freeman over 18 and a half receiving yards. Um, I think that could be a good one. He has been catching the ball. Um, you know, he is, a, he is an all-purpose back. Um, Dion Lewis doesn't look sharp at all, so he, he, he's really the only guy out there that would be uh, receiving the ball. And mm. um, so I, I can see over 18 and a half being a wee bit low for him. Um, but then again, it's you know two teams that are definitely not going to the playoffs playing against each other. Can you take the risk? Nah, yeah, I, I literally do not know what I'm going to do with player props. For this game, definitely to be decided. Might take a bit of a long shot. Anytime touchdown score, you know, go go with uh, Antonio Gibson at 220 or, or, or Daniel, Daniel Jones at 450. It's but all right. Only if I can get the defensive touchdown too. <laughs> No, I'll just, so, I'll just, yeah, I'll just go Washington defensive touchdown seven pots. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah, it's actually uh, not bad value. Now, next one up here, if this game goes ahead, we have had a few positive COVID tests uh, over the last few days is the Broncos at the Patriots. And I think the Patriots are in a great spot here to get a big win. Um, we've got a history in this matchup since Peyton Manning retired. Uh, the Patriots have won both these matchups. Uh, the 10 years before that, so 10 years, 10 games that were played, uh, the home team has won nine out of 10 times. Wow. And um, so this is, this is definitely, obviously, home, home field advantage is huge up in Denver. Um, this is a, a game that just goes home team wins, home team wins. Um, the under, I had the under at 45. I think we've dropped that now to 44 and a half. 
The under is a brilliant play in this game. I really like that. Um, I can't see the Broncos scoring much, depending no. on who their quarterback is. Uh, if it's Ripien, then, well, the over might come into play uh, with the Patriots scoring 45 or more points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, since 2015, yeah, the Patriots defense is not the Jets defense. Very sorry. No. Since 2015, the Patriots, after a loss, so since they moved the extra point back, the Patriots, after a loss, are 3 and 12, 80% to the under. So yeah, they're going to keep it tight. They, they, they lose a game, they just go back to basics and just run the ball. They, they, they get their lockdown defense. Stephen Gilmore, sorry, Stephen Gilmore is back. Uh, Cam Newton is back. Julian Ellerman is knocked up, uh, but that's to, to, to expect. Um, I think Harris, the running back, has a big game here. Um, you know, he, he looked great in the second half against uh, the Chiefs. Uh, I also well, like the under as the Denver defense is not horrific. It's just the offense that's killing them. The, the defense isn't top five, but it's probably still top 12. Now, you look at this as well. Bill Belichick has had two weeks to craft a game plan yeah. for this Denver team. That is scary. Yeah, I don't care who bad you Bad quarterbacks. You, you cannot give Bill Belichick two weeks to craft a game plan. That That is just ridiculous. Even if Belichick got COVID, I, I would like him two weeks to craft a game plan. He could be in the hospital with COVID for two weeks for a game plan, and, and I would give him the benefit of the deal. Obviously, we have to touch here on the Denver Broncos' best offensive player, uh, Melvin Gordon. Drinky, drinky, drinky. Uh, uh, <laughs> DUI early, earlier in the week. Um, not practicing at the moment because of an illness. Yeah, Is he I, that I, hungover still? I never got out of training because I, I had a wee bit of a headache and was throwing up from the night before. Um, but they're trying to say that his illness has got nothing to do with his DUI arrest. Um, I don't know if I can quite um, believe that. Uh, but I... way... I'm just very upset at, you know, he plays the economy so well, tries to get as much value as he can for what he brings to the table, but yet doesn't see the value in getting a driver when wasted when you're a millionaire. And this is going to cost him a contract and money down, down, down the line. It doesn't matter what you do in the NFL. It's going to cost you money. There's one thing I don't understand. You're you're a millionaire, you're a professional athlete, and you don't have Uber on your phone. Everyone has Uber. I don't. I really don't get it. I mean, maybe they're worried that someone's going to hack their phone and know they're a millionaire and follow their Uber or whatever. But that doesn't really happen that I know of. No, just have a have a second or a third phone specifically for Uber and and ordering payos. Wait, wait, like, wait, wait. So you're telling me an athlete should have multiple phones? I I don't know if they really do that. 
No, it doesn't seem like a thing anymore. No, you should you should bring this up if you ever meet meet a professional athlete, have more than one phone, and and then they'll get a briefcase out of. Bro, I got eighteen phones. I got one for each city. Um. So the only thing with the player props here, we don't have I'm any not. information yet, yeah. uh, just because um, obviously that um, concern over uh, the COVID tests. On the um, blog, uh, we'll 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 write a bit on the blog about some, yeah, some player we'll, props. We'll throw some info there for you guys when they get released. Yeah. Moving on to the late games now for Sunday, uh, we've only got two um, late starts before oh, Sunday that's night football be a this boring week. Monday morning. Yeah, and uh, well, one of them I, I, obviously you don't even watch Red Zone for these two games. You turn the Jets Dolphins game off. And you watch the Packers Bucks because why? Why would you watch any part of the Jets Dolphins game? Because I was um, going to bet on Flacco not doing anything, but it's against the Dolphins defense, so I can't even do that. Like that, that Jets Dolphins game is just ruined to me, and it and it should be fun, but it's not. So yeah, pa- Packers Bucks like the over, but I, it's very high. Yeah, so 56 and a half, you know, it's very high, but this game could easily be a shootout. Um, Jamal Dean looks like he's not going to be playing, so there's, there's one of the top corners gone for the Bucks. Um, the Packers only have one corner anyway, J.R. Alexander. I mean, mm. Kevin King's good, but I don't rate him up there as that, that top tier. I think he is a guy that can be taken advantage of. Uh, since At these two teams, Bay, will they score in the red zone? Well, Mike Evans one yard touchdowns. It, it seems to be the <laughs> thing, right? True, true. Uh, since these two teams last played in the playoffs in 1998, the home team has won 13 out of 16 times. Uh, with the recent advantage going to the Packers winning the last three matchups, Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers is one and one. Um, this game started at plus three to the Bucks, and the money flooded in. Um, I had a couple of handicappers. Um, I was getting emails plus three, plus two and a half, plus two. You know, just get on, get on, get on, get on, get on. Um, it's now down to pick them. True. So the money flooded in for the Bucks. And at plus three, it's, it's no wonder it did. Um, you, you weren't going to get any better value than that. No. Um, the Bucks injuries, uh, they're starting to get their offensive players back um, and starting to lose players on the defensive side. That's Obviously, why I worry about that tote, because I liked the under at the beginning, but I'm going more over right now. Yeah, I'm. I think on my sheet I have over, then under, then over, then under, then over, then under. I, I change my mind every five minutes on this one. At the moment, I am currently uh, looking at the over. Um, Vitavea uh, being out is huge. That's so uh, big. He's so talented. Brilliant. He's one of the best in his position. And he's actually one of the reasons why I don't mind Aaron Jones in this game either. Mm. Um, I think he can really break through the middle of that defense now. 
Um, I still think his his yards is a wee bit high for me, so I'm not going to bet it myself, but I think he is a player to watch in this game, um, as well as the receiving um, yards. Uh, I have down here his over 29.5 receiving yards should be good, and mm-hmm. keep an eye on Jamal Williams. Um, he had a great receiving game last time out um, versus the Falcons, and I think he can carry that on this week as well. I like um, uh, Valdez Scantling over 41 and a half. No, Valdez Scantling is terrible. I, the, I'm well aware he is one of the worst sure. players, but I love <laughs> betting on terrible. It worked with Aguilar last week. I'm going to pick the worst player on the team and bet on go. <laughs> yeah, there, there's one thing. Like, I can't even pick Valdez Scantling up. <laughs> When, like when I've got said no. six injuries in Madden, I, 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 I can't even take him <laughs> in Madden, and that's saying something. I, I love getting those uh, th- those random not good players, but he just can't do it for me. I'd rather just trade for John Ross. At least he's fast. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know why. I'm going to keep doing it because it, it's, it worked last week, but Oh, I wonder what he's paying for a touchdown. <laughs> oh, no, now, not nearly as much. I thought he was paying like $5. It's $3.25. Oh, can, can you bet on him not to score a touchdown? <laughs> can you? I, I don't think you can because that's a subjective thing, but I wish I could bet on him to get a drop or a false okay. start or a holding penalty. Or to miss three wide open catches. <laughs> I remember when it was like him and Kumaro, and they were both bad, and then Kumaro got better, and then Valdez Scantling is still terrible. Uh, so Green Bay on the road, a 2 0 this season against a Saints team that looked shaky at best uh, with no Michael Thomas. So they they were supposed to lean on their defense. Their defense didn't work. The mm. Packers ran through them. And against the Vikings outfit, that week one had absolutely no defense. They couldn't do anything. Too early. Yet the Vikings still put, put 34 points up against them. The Packers have played the Vikings, Lions, Saints, and Falcons. Four teams that rank in the bottom seven in the league for points allowed bottom eight in the league for passing touchdowns allowed per game mm. and collectively have no cornerbacks and pro football focuses top 25 cornerbacks. Wow, that last one's a very interesting stat. Maybe so, even under here because I don't know if I like the Tampa Bay red zone offense despite the Mike Evans one-year touchdown play. Yeah, and I, I just can't go near the total. I don't think uh, I'm changing my mind. It would mind scare me too much. I can't. So much. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's probably going to end up that the total will close at 56 and it will hit exactly 56. Yeah, for for, for sure. Def, uh, uh, stay away from me. I'd probably stay away from the spread as well. I, I, I think I'm watching. I think I'm actually going to do... I'm actually going to work during this afternoon game so I, so I can very, very intently watch 
the Rams destroy the 49ers, but we'll talk about that later. So I am definitely uh, leaning backs here. Um, I Obviously, I can't do it at a heads up, but at the plus three when we were getting that, that was great. Um, oh, plus three is fantastic, but not plus three. Don't, don't like it as much. Now, I, I do have a, a couple more things here. So the Packers are three times worse net yards per play on the road than at home this season. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. Another thing that says to the under, but yeah, not actually going to put money on it. So Brady in his last 14 starts off a loss as an underdog, 13 and one against the spread. Ooh. So obviously most of those came Bill Belichick, mm. but the, the, there's still a, a lot to say about Brady there. Yeah, for sure. Um, the one matchup here that obviously there's not a lot I like betting wise in this game, but Rob Gronkowski over 30 and a half receiving yards. Um, he, I think he gets a plus matchup this week, and this could be the game that, that he starts to really uh, fire. Um, Cameron Brait scoring a touchdown. Um, he, he's going to be that guy that comes out and, and scores in the games that you're not expecting it. So I think this week, great um, to get into the end zone. 450, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying there's some value there. Now, our other evening game, <laughs> afternoon game, we have got the Jets at the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins are taking a 6-2 and two lead in the matchup in the last four years. Um, and the last two years, um, all the games have been very low-scoring affairs. Uh, apart from the Jets versus the Broncos, uh, no defense preseason game against uh, uh, last week there. The <laughs> Jets have put up 47 total points. Yeah, Dolphins scored 43 last week. Uh, the only thing I can say for the Jets is once you hit rock bottom, there's only one way to go. Um, the Dolphins are coming back to Miami on a high. and They're after a huge upset win. They've got a bye next week. This could be a hangover spot for them. Um, they could be thinking, right, well, we get a two-week bye here because we play the Jets at home. Um, so this could be enough just to you know, let the Jets back in for that plus nine and a half cover. I I agree. And I was talking to you about this before that, you know, like the plus nine and a half, you know, just based on the numbers and things, if, you know, the quarterback was called anything else but Joe Flacco. Uh, but, oh, rock bottom, sounds low but you know there's different versions of rock bottom like there's rock bottom at and then the rock keeps on going and then it goes into a river and then you like you're drowning or rock bottom and you keep on going through a crevice and you end up in a volcano like there's there's lower you can go and i think the jets could explore how low that is sepo i think you need to lay off the uh Acid before you come on to podcasting here. 
I spend a lot of time thinking of Adam Gase analogies. I'm very sorry. Uh, now, if the Jets are going to have a good game, I think it's going to be this one. Uh, they've thrown Bell uh, out to the dogs, well, out to the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> they, they are fighting for any type of win that they can get this season. Gase obviously will be sacked if he does not win this game. Yeah. Um, there's, there's no other way to look at that. Let's see, um, I, I've, I, I messed up on this last week with Dan Quinn, and I was like, okay, they're, they're going to play to save his job again. And they didn't do it. And then Gase last year, they played to save job and save his job and won a few. But uh, yeah, I, I I just I agree, I agree, I agree. But I don't know if I can actually pick it. Yeah, no, only neither. The the only thing I'm betting on on this game are a few player props. Yeah. Uh, Jamison Crowder over five and a half receptions seems free money. Um, he's the only whoa what only guy in the team. Five and that a is half actually, is that paying normal? Uh, let me see. I can't actually recall. I think I was on that at DraftKings. Oh, yeah. I think showed that one. No, I um, see it myself. Yeah, so I think that was on on DraftKings. Um, right. I would if, say if that's normal, that, I that's that's a fantastic. Yeah, um, so I like that one there. Um, I think Miles Gaskin is in for a huge game here. Um, over 57.5 rush yards and over 22.5 receiving yards. I think don't he's have the, pretty talented, to be honest. Yeah, they, they don't have the total option out for him yet, um, but I jumped on both of those because I know the lines are going to move on those. Once again, um, why do the Jets have to be so terrible? I want to get on to Frank Gore over, but there's no way I can. Um, Devontae Parker over four and a half receptions and um, that one seems uh, I love an SGM enough. of of him and uh, Crowder over receptions not yeah. yards just just receptions yeah big time uh, Preston Williams over 39 and a half receiving yards um, he he had a great game last week I think he can carry that one over um, with that positive matchup he gets this week yeah, I, um, I like the matchup. I don't like his consistency, but I think the matchup kind of overrides that a bit. Absolutely. And I, I don't mind a wee bit on uh, Mike Jacecki over 40 and a half receiving yards. And it's I the same even, thing with him, talent, but but being consistent. Yeah, I could even be tempted into a Mike Jacecki touchdown. Um, I think there's a wee bit of value there for him. Mm -hmm. He must be playing high twos, low threes to get a touchdown. Uh, oh, not yeah. as high as I'd like. Only 240 for me. If it was 280. Oh, no, that's that's a wee bit low for me. Um, Jets, 10 total, under 18. Um, seems like, I mean, the Jets, betting on the under Jets, 10 total has hit... I think four out of five times so far this year, yeah, or three out of one. five times. Um, obviously, it missed on the Broncos game, but it seems to have hurt almost every other game. Yeah, uh, maybe week one when they got seventeen. I don't know what it was. 
yeah, week one might not have gone in. I, I, I wasn't on that one week one anyway, um, but the last few weeks I have been, and I mean it's only really the Broncos game where it, it's it struck out for me there. Mm-hmm. Now moving on, we have Sunday night football. Oh, sorry, just one more thing to add on that Jets at Dolphins game. Mm. It's the only game this week that we are looking at a wee bit of rain. Ah, yes, maybe the under is something you can actually bet on. It's not guaranteed. We're looking at about a 50-50 shot at getting some rain there. Um, But, yeah, that's, that's pushing me even more to looking at the under for this game. Yeah. Okay, so... Sunday night football, we have the Rams at the 49ers. Uh, for some reason, I haven't actually done my research on this game for the history. Um, so let's just say it's the NFC West. NFC West division games are always tighter for us. They're always ridiculous uh, games. Oh, they are. They're, they're some of the great, great games to watch. Uh, even if a team is one and five versus a five and one team, Aww. it's gonna be a cracking game. I remember uh, watching a Troy Smith San Francisco 49ers game and winning lots of money on and under. It was grand. So the Rams are actually in a tough spot in this game. It's not a, a great matchup for them. Um, they're a prime time so Primetime home underdogs like the 49ers are always seem to, to come yeah. out and, and have good games. That's um, true. No matter how you... bad they looked last week. Mm. And I do like the 49ers coaching as terrible as they've been playing. I still think Shanahan's a great coach. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the Rams are number one in net yards per play so far this year. But who have they played? You know, they, they put up less points yeah, on the Cowboys is... than the Giants did. I um, I worry I worry the Rams have so much top end talent that I think they're definitely the better team and I definitely think they'll win. But I don't like the minus. I'm probably going with the with the plus, even if just, I'm just, very confident the Rams are gonna win. This seems like a game that's got one point in it. Um, yeah. it, it might even be an overtime game um, that, that someone wins on a field goal. Yeah, for, uh, for sure. I still just don't trust the Rams given their schedule and them only beating Cowboys by three, putting up 20 points, only 17 against the Giants. That, that offense is very hit and miss. So the Rams have the Bears on deck next week. Now, they're already going to know the result of that Bears game before they play. They could be looking at going up against a 5-1 and one Bears team. You know, that is, you know, obviously division games are important. But with mm-hmm. this team, you know, they're, they're already, you would say the Rams are already looking ahead at locking up a, a playoff spot. So they're going to want to beat those big teams and those big games. The Bears, I see as a more important game for them next week than the 49ers obviously as a divisional game this week you know a lot of people will fight me on that but I think beating the Bears next week is more important than beating the 49ers this week who do not look like 
a playoff team. No, uh, they they don't. But prime prime time at at home, it's hard to give up. Uh, that, that three points. That three points is a lot at home, even with no fans. Uh, I wonder how, if if can you bet on there being an ACL torn in this game. <laughs> uh, I don't think they'd give us good enough odds for that. <laughs> yeah, that is that is very sad for the 49ers. Uh, player props wise, usually well, just quite before we get to player props, um, there was one thing I, I was going to mention there. So obviously we have the they're playing the Rams this week. I see this as a must-win game for them. Let's look at their schedule coming up for the 49ers. Uh, they are yeah. at New England, at Seattle, versus the Packers, at the Saints, at the Rams, versus the Bills. Ooh. That is one hell of a stretch of football to come into. Um, luckily, they, they finish versus Washington at Dallas at Arizona, but the the season is going to be done before they get to those games. Yeah, that's, um, that's very why, interesting. That's why this is a must-win spot for them. I'm guessing um, that's why they came back to Garoppolo a week early last week because they wanted to make sure they won against the Dolphins, but Garoppolo just wasn't ready and none of the other no. guys would step up. Yeah, so, so that's one reason why, you know, the 49ers should be in this game a lot more than you think. Um, I mean, I, I like the Rams. I don't quite know if I can get there on the, the plus on the 49ers. Um, mm. But I say it's a better bet than taking the minus on the Rams. For sure. I I might talk myself into the plus, uh, sorry, the, the plus and the over by, by the end of everything, but Still just humming and hawing about this game. It'll be a fun game to watch, I think, though. Oh, big time. Uh, moving into player props there. Um, uh, the one I like, George Kittle, over 63.5 receiving yards. Um, you could I, get I, 63 receiving yards after contact. Yeah. Um, he could get 63 receiving yards just in the red zone. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, really, really like that bet. That and over five and a half receptions for him. I see those both as pretty good value. I mean, he's he's almost the entire offense. I like him passing him with, with, uh, with Higby as well in, in an SGM. Higby, so Higby is a buyer beware for me. Um, I was on Higby last week. I got burnt. Uh, yeah. Well, see, uh, this Gerald is why Everett. I like him because I don't think Everett he's going to be quite. Had, had an amazing game. Um, I would just like to see another week on Higby um, and see how he goes there. Uh, there's a couple of Rams uh, player props I don't mind here. Cooper Cup over five and a half receptions. Yeah, um, I like that too. And you're getting 210 right now for that. Yeah, he's a guy that I, I like his receptions over, but not his yards. Um, he could catch a lot of um, short balls here. He could go for six receptions, but only get 50 yards. Mm. Um, so I, I prefer the receptions to the yards here. And for the matchup that it is this week, Robert Woods 
under five and a half receptions. I think this is a Cooper Cup week. I don't think uh, Woods is going to get as involved in the game. Um, his under yards isn't too bad of a bet either. So Woods is going to draw a man. I'd probably go under yards instead because that's 61 and that's quite high. Yeah, Woods is going to draw Emmanuel Mosley, who looks set to return this week. Uh, Cup is going to draw Jamar Taylor. I'd much rather have the Taylor matchup. Than, exactly. Than that. That's why I'm I'm pushing towards the receptions there on Cooper Cup. Um, the the over under I'm I'm not too I don't have a big opinion on. Neither. I'm probably, yeah, as I said before, over, but not, not not a huge way. Yeah, I like the over at 50 and a half. Now we're at 52. And I'm really not so sure. Mm. Um, it, it could be it could be a defensively controlled matchup. Yeah, it could go 20 to 17. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm just fading that one a wee bit for now. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add on today's games, this Seppo? No, that's that's it. It's been fun, man. Absolutely. I, I just want to do a quick touch on Monday night's games um, just before we hit the blogs. Um, obviously, I don't want to go into too much details here, but the Cowboys opened at, what was it, three point, two and a half point underdogs. Mm. Um, they're down to a pick-em. Um, we, we got on that one earlier. That was... That was just way too good to be true. I think that's going to be a cracking matchup. I don't think the Cardinals are as good as they seem. I think um, plus three and a half is the bet of the year so far. Yeah. Uh, Michael Gallup props on that game. I think he's only at like 42 and a half receiving yards. So tackle that before he jumps. Um, I think Gallup and Dalton are going to get a really good thing going there. I think he's going to be the, the main guy for him. And the I, other I like one, a Chase Edmonds over and Kenyon Drake under. As yeah. Well. Yeah, big time. Um, uh, Drake isn't doing a lot. Edmonds has been looking brilliant in the passing game this year. Mm. Um, the other game we have on Monday night are the Bills Chiefs. Um, 57 and a half I'm I'm on the under in this game. Oh, it's uh, just that, so high that the way too Josh high. Allen's not going to play that perfect for that long. The a fumble in the red zone is going to happen. You know, a, a sack to take him out of field goal range on either team can can happen. It doesn't take much yeah. to go under fifty-seven and a half. Um, so there's there's a wee one I like here. So Monday night football, uh, the Bills on Monday night football. I mean. We're looking at one over and ten unders. Mm. Um, so the, the Bills really tighten it up when they come into prime time. Um, I'd, I'd be definitely leaning towards that as a massive over. You do and, not uh, want to get in the shootout. You're going to tighten it up. Yeah, the, the player props haven't been dropped yet, but I love me some Michael Hardman. I've, I've hit him every single week. Um, he, he waited till late last week to hit it for me, but he came in again. The, this guy's just the gift that doesn't stop giving. Uh, yeah. I'm, at, I'm at four hits in a row now. I didn't get on week one, but the last four weeks has, have all been brilliant. 
Oh, the, the the SGM I had with him in Aguilar last last week was just fantastic. Yeah, so I wish uh, I would have gotten the touchdown one, but that that happens. <laughs> Definitely looking at that. But anyway, that that's us for another week here on the Bigger Pell Collective. Uh, give us some likes and get some comments in there. Tell us what you do and don't like about the show. Uh, looking forward to hearing some feedback from you guys. Um, of course, don't forget about uh, Black Swan Bets, one of our, our sponsor there. Um, absolutely fantastic tips. Uh, I know they, they dropped the football tips a wee while ago. I uh, haven't actually seen how the games are going so far. Let me just see here. I know Liverpool's playing Everton right now. Uh, let me see. What did we have? 2-1 to Liverpool. That's looking like a cracking wee game there. But uh, get on that. Like I said, give us some likes and, and enjoy the – I hope you enjoyed the show and let us know uh, how we can make this better for you guys. Peace Please. out. Thanks a lot, man. Cheers. Say bye.